From the Hero Law Firm Studios, welcome to the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 17th, and on this day in 1922, Betty White was born. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. I'm Dan Ratcliffe, and here are your top stories presented by Mall of Georgia Dodge Jeep Chrysler. Police are looking for a 19-year-old man involved in a Lilburn shooting. Peachtree Corners mulls the decision whether to join Gwinnett in a federal assistance program. And Gwinnett Animal Shelter is pausing adoptions due to a canine flu outbreak. Plus, Cord McCoy from the PBR stops by to talk about bull riding and the upcoming PBR event in Duluth. We'll have all this and more coming up on the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. We sat down with Lauren Livesay and Colin Cappy, second-generation employees at Mall of Georgia Chrysler Dodge Jeep, to talk about their great customers both here in Gwinnett and across the country. Well, one of my neighbors bought all his cars from us, and uh, when I see him in the morning, I give him a good wave, and I'm very thankful for that. And he continues to uh, want to purchase vehicles from us because of the good experiences he's had. We have people from out of state that will come back that have been buying cars from us for years that'll drive on in or fly on in, trade in their car, get a new one, and leave. And we have some that are uh, just loyal customers that have been with us for 28, 29 years. Um, but then we have the ones, uh, we, we have a very big online presence. We've been getting uh, a lot of product, and we've been shipping them out all over the United States. Mall of Georgia Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Go see them on the lot at 4345 Buford Drive in Buford or go online and find them at mallofgeorgiachryslerdodgejeep.com. Gwinnett County Police are searching for a 19-year-old man who's wanted for a deadly shooting that happened in the early hours of Saturday morning. Miguel Rodriguez is wanted for felony and aggravated assault in the death of 45-year-old Felipe Velasco. Police responded to a call on Fox Forest Court in Lilburn around 12.40 a.m. and found Velasco inside the home suffering from a gunshot wound. Velasco was transported to the hospital but was pronounced dead upon arrival. Police say Rodriguez is known to drive a Jeep Wrangler with Georgia tag XEG482. Apparently a domestic-related dispute led to the shooting. Police are asking anyone with information to share in the case or who has information on Rodriguez's whereabouts to contact Gwinnett detectives. When Peachtree Corners officials were approached in 2019 about the city participating in the Federal Urban County Program with its fellow Gwinnett cities and the county itself, they were given a few days to look at impact of participating versus not participating and make a decision. Without a whole lot of time to think it over and without knowing the county would be impacted if the city did not participate, Peachtree Corners leaders decided to pass on the offer. Flash forward to this past Tuesday and the situation was very different. The city's leaders, armed with new information from the county, are considering joining the program. Peachtree Corners is the only Gwinnett city, the only part of Gwinnett in fact, that does not participate in the Urban County program. The federal program is set up to help communities get HUD assistance grant funding. Gwinnett cities who opt to participate in the program with the county, as well as qualified residents who live in those cities, can apply to the county's HUD program for community development block grants. If a city does not participate in the program with the county, its qualified residents have to apply to the state for assistance. In that scenario, Peachtree Corners residents would have to compete against a much larger pool of applicants from across Georgia, and they would therefore be less likely to get approved for help. 
County and city officials said Gwinnett is missing out on $350,000 per year by not having Peachtree Corners participate because of the population its inclusion adds. Gwinnett County residents who want to adopt a dog or surrender a pooch they're no longer able to care for at the county's animal shelter are out of luck for now. County officials have stopped dog adoptions and intakes at the Bill Atkinson Animal Welfare Shelter in Lawrenceville until January 19th because of a disease outbreak at the shelter. The situation at the shelter only affects dog adoptions and intakes, so people who want to adopt a cat can still do so at this time. Some dogs can also still be brought to the shelter for intake, but only if they're injured. The county is also allowing pet owners to come by and reclaim their lost pets, including lost dogs at the shelter despite the suspension of dog adoptions. In the early years of the Hooper Renwick School, events such as graduations, recitals, and plays were like church affairs. That's in large part because those events were held in local churches because the school, which many African-American students in Gwinnett attended before desegregation, did not have facilities to host events when it was first built. Those kinds of spaces would not be available at the school itself until it was expanded in the late 1950s and early 1960s. Two churches in particular which supported the school were the old Mount Calvary United Methodist Church and Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Lawrenceville. As work commences to turn the old Hooper Renwick School into the Hooper Renwick themed library, the city of Lawrenceville has secured several artifacts from Mount Calvary's 1960 building on Neal Street for display in the library. The city saved the church's stained glass windows and pews. It also found items which had been placed inside a time capsule with the church's cornerstone. The items were removed before the church was torn down at the end of December. Among the items found inside the time capsule were a 1960 Hooper Renwick graduation program, a copy of the program from the church's opening day celebrations, and a copy of the New Testament. From the water that flows from your tap to the roads you drive on on your way to work, Gwinnett County Government provides high-quality services to residents every day. Our residents, businesses, schools, local governments, and nonprofits have a long tradition of working together to make Gwinnett the best place to live, work, play, and raise a family. Together, we'll ensure that Gwinnett is a place where everyone thrives. Learn more about county services at GwinnettCounty.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GwinnettGov. It all started with a group of cowboys who broke from the mold and wanted more. 30 years later, the ride continues, and the professional bull riders have never been more ranked. The best ever! We were here for it! Don't be a... Join the ride and celebrate 30 years with the PBR live January 21st and 22nd at Gas South Arena in Duluth. Tickets now at PBR.com and AXS.com. The Gwinnett Daily Post is giving away a family four-pack of tickets to see the Atlanta Gladiators. Call 404-997-8655 and leave a voicemail for your chance to win four tickets to see the Glads. And now here's community reporter Matt Golden with your Gwinnett Education Spotlight. Hello Gwinnett listeners, Gwinnett County is home to many great schools that have great traditions in academics, athletics, art, student life, and more. 
Today, we're going to focus on Collins Hill High School. Collins Hill is a public high school near Swanee. Collins Hill was the biggest high school in Georgia when it first opened in 1994 and has since added 20 acres. Its student population has grown from its original 1,377 to a high of about 4,200, the current count being 3,155. Each year, the students volunteer over 27,000 hours toward community service activities including a Thanksgiving canathon, Holiday Hope, and Relay for Life. Many students participate in the community service clubs such as Beta Club and are active in helping others. Students are offered many volunteer opportunities throughout the year via the school's volunteer center. Four scholarships are available for students for volunteering and getting involved. Collins Hill's mascot is the Eagle. The colors are green, silver, and white, with black as an unofficial accent. The school's principal is Lee Ogman. Notable alums to have come through Collins here are former NFL player Brandon Kutu, Washington Commanders quarterback Taylor Heineke, model and actor Matt Lanner, Kyle Maynard, who is known for becoming the first quadruple amputee to ascend Mount Kilimanjaro without the aid of prosthetics, he also founded No Excuses CrossFit Gym. WNBA legend and Olympic gold medalist Maya Moore, Colorado Buffalo's defensive back and former number one overall recruit Travis Hunter. For more information on Collins Hill, please head over to gcpsk12.org slash CollinsHillHS. For the Gwinnett Daily Post Podcast, I'm Matt Golden. Multiple Gwinnett County government and business leaders have been named among the most influential and notable people in the state by Georgia Trend Magazine. The magazine released its annual 100 Influential Georgians list, as well as its list of notable Georgians this month. Among the people named Influential Georgians were Gwinnett County Commission Chairwoman Nicole Love Hendrickson and Gwinnett Chamber President and CEO Nick Messino. Two other names included on the list were Hussey Gay Bell CEO and Chairman G. Holmes Bell IV, who was listed by Georgia Trend as being from Duluth, and Johnson R&D and JTEC Energy founder Lonnie Johnson, who was listed as being from Lilburn. The list of influential Georgians recognizes people in the state who, according to Georgia Trend, represents the best qualities of leadership, power, character, and influence the state has to offer. It includes a broad cross-section of Georgians from government officials, such as Governor Brian Kemp, to business, healthcare, education, and nonprofit leaders, and even University of Georgia head football coach Kirby Smart. There were also four Gwinnetians who made Georgia Tech's notable Georgians list, which recognizes people who have made a significant contribution to the state. Those include Atlanta Regional Commission Board Chairman Kerry Armstrong, Georgia Republican Party Chairman David Schaefer, Partnership Gwinnett Vice President of Economic Development Andrew Carnes, and American Council of Engineering Companies of Georgia President and CEO Michael Sully Sullivan. And now PBR's Cord McCoy joins the show to talk about all the exciting stuff happening with the tour and the upcoming event in Duluth. Yes, yeah, so my name is uh, Cord McCoy. Uh, today I'm a, a PBR stock contractor. Um, actually, was a professional bull rider before. Went to the PBR World Final six times. Uh, one of the biggest things I got to do was represent the United States on the World Cup team and ride bulls in Australia. Uh, I feel like uh, bull riding is kind of taking me around the world in a sense. Got to do the amazing race and race around the world a couple of times. Uh, but now kind of the biggest thing is I own the uh, the reigning world champion bucking bull, uh, a bull called 612 riding solo. And, uh, you know, plan to have him out there to you guys next week. So you guys get to get to see the champ buck right there in, 
at the, the Gwinnett shootout right there in Duluth, Georgia. Man, that, I mean, that just, that was, a, that's an amazing intro because it sounds like you have a lot and I really don't know the best place to start, but I guess let's just start with now, you said you are, can you say it again, stock contractor? Yes, I'm a stock contractor, so uh, I, 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 I bring the bulls, you know, for, uh, I guess to make it simple, I kind of play for the other team. You know, it's uh, like if you if you you played for the Yankees, I would be the I would be the Red Sox, uh, in, in a sense. But you know, the funny thing is, so I was racing and training bulls, uh, as I was riding. So I, I'd built a practice pen there at the ranch, and uh, you know, I would train on these bucking bulls every week. And at one time, my uh, my breeding program and my training program with the bulls got better than me riding. So I kind of just stepped out of the way, and then. Uh, you know, took the job of being a, a, a PBR stock contractor. So, uh, it's, it's, you know, I get to kind of do the same, same sport, uh, in, in a sense of, uh, you know, of, of a major league baseball player than turning into a coach. Uh, it's kind of, kind of what I get to do right now, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of what I've loved my whole life. I love livestock. My whole family has been in, uh, in livestock and ranching, but, uh, I kind of get to do the, the higher end level. You know, I get to, I get to mess with, uh, the best athletes in the world, which I think are the are the bucking bulls. Uh, not that we have a breeding program here in in Oklahoma uh, at our ranch. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I love to do. And it's this you know the PBR has given us a lot of big opportunities to showcase these bulls, you know, and all around the United States. But uh, you know, I think the PBR has gone global. That's amazing, and and it sounds like I mean you, you've been a rider, ridden at the top level. You're now raising bulls and raising the, the champion bulls probably no one's going to know this sport better than you and, and you seem to know it inside and out what goes into to breeding and raising bucking bulls well it, it still feel like we're we're um you know still a fast moving train you know i think bull riding in itself um you know or the or the bull power i guess you could say has changed so much just in in the last 10 years that 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 i've been around um, so you kind of look at it that way. I, I remember when I was in high school in the, in, you know, the late nineties and, uh, you know, they're turning on the TV and, and they, they had cloned a sheep and I was just so amazed by, you know, the, the technology they had had then, you know, but even in my riding career, um, I got to ride a clone of a world champion bucket bull. So you think about what they can do with that technology. And now we're turning it around and used it in, in the bucket bull world, um, you know that that we're we're taking these best uh these best bucket bulls that people see on TV, and then crossing them back with the the best females, uh and, and kind of pushing them faster. Uh you know these these bulls get bigger, stronger, faster, uh and all of that. We kind of look at the the nutrition wise, uh you know what what we can do in in, in treating them as as athletes as well. Um, you know it's it's a fast moving train, so it's not like you just do what do what the other guy did. We're we're about pioneering all of this stuff it's like you know how do we do it better how do we make the bulls uh you know love what they're doing better how do we make them you know jump higher turn faster all of those things is things that uh feel like that we're we're, we're pioneering but and the other end of it though it's like uh you know when when people are racing race horses you know they're they're all they're all bred to run but uh some of them just run faster than others and you know that's what i feel like if you're doing you're you're, you're finally tuning of you know which ones uh, love what they're doing. Uh, they have the athletic ability to do it, but really it boils down to what's in their uh, what's in their mind, what they decide to do. 
I love that because I think sometimes people do forget that you know the, these these animals they're they're living beings and and you know while while they may have all the physical tools that you know you would think would make a great bull if it's not there in the head it's not there in the head and, and that's uh that's just that's so cool to think about that it's you know it's it's a combination of science a little bit of psychology just just a whole lot that goes into this yes and and I I think. Uh... You know, even if if you if you clone me today, uh, it's it's my forty two years of experience has made me who I am today. And when you look at it, that's it's the exact same thing with the bucking bulls. You know, if if just cloning a world champion just made another world champion, it would be easy. But uh, you know, as you can tell, they have not even proved that. Um, you know, so just to try to give them a similar experiences uh, as far as you know what they've done in learning, it still does not give you the same answer. Uh, you can put the same genetics in the dish, but uh, it, it's still, you know, what they go through and what they, you know, decide to do in their mind is what makes them uh, who they are. Yeah, and it, it's something that, I mean, I think every sport has seen it. It's it's why, you know, sometimes guys that, that may blow blow everybody away at the NFL Combine don't have the long career because it's just they don't have everything, you know, mentally up there. And yeah, I could see with bulls it being the exact same thing, and you, there's got to be that drive, just just like people. Yeah, it's so, so many times, you know, and 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 a lot of the the, the best superstars in the world, even uh, you know, to to Michael Jordan, that you know, his, his high school coach said he couldn't do it, and in his mind, he he had made up that whatever uh, dedication it took for him to do it, uh, you know, that's that's the the turn that he made, and I think a lot of these bulls get that same experience especially when you talk about the, the world champion caliber bulls like riding solo he, he loves to win um you know and I, I think some of his best uh trips ever is when he had been rode eight seconds the week before and he j- he does not like that in in, in a sense is like he, he figures out like a new pitch you know he's not just just going left and now i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go right i'm gonna turn put a roll in there i'm gonna do this i'm gonna try something else because you know, that didn't work last week, but I want to win really bad. So you can see the, the dedication and determination in those 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 best bulls. You know, one one thing that I had no clue coming into this is is I knew obviously I knew you know riders could win championships. I knew you know it's, it's the, there's there's everything that goes into being a champion rider. I did not know the bulls themselves could be champions. What kind of is the is the qualifications of, of what makes a champion bull? Well, so I mean, the the bulls have to earn their way to the, to the televised event that you're going. You're going to see the best 35 uh, bull riders in the in the world there in Duluth. So those guys have earned their way there. But you're when you look at the other end, the what they're competing against the bucket bulls, they have done the same thing. They have worked their way up. You know, we'll, we'll say little league to high school to college uh, to develop on into the pro. So they earn their way there as well. But as they're bucking at those professional events. You know, there's four judges, and each judge will mark down a score one to twenty-five on what he judged that bull as. Um, you know, at the end of the year, uh, the bull with the the best stat is going to be your world champion. And when you when you think about uh, that in a big picture, uh, you know, riding solo, coming to Duluth, and having a, a great out, you know, that that could be the one that defies whether he wins the gold buckle, he wins the hundred thousand. You know, it it affects his uh, genetics and everything. So. You know, uh, the Duluth event is a is a big stop for us. It could be the one event this year that decides the world title. Um, and and you know, when you talk about the breeding program, 
one good out in Duluth could win the world title, you know, could, could change, you know, a, a million dollars in genetics, you know, affecting uh, McCoy Ranch and our program and everybody else that is kind of invested in this bull as well. You know, this is, I mean, this is really fascinating to me because I think a lot of us, you know, we've seen horse racing on TV with Kentucky Derby and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And this, to me, has a lot of similar aspects, except that the rider is not competing with the horse. I mean, with the bull. The right. rider, you know, the, the, it's, it's the bull versus the rider. Yeah. It, and, you know, I think we, we have the one sport in the world that, literally both teams can win and i know that's kind of hard to really wrap your your mind around mind around but being an ex-bull rider uh i guess it's easier for me to understand that i can bring riding solo to duluth the number one rider in the world can ride him for eight seconds and be uh you know 94 points and riding solo still have the highest score for a bucket bull but that that bull rider has to match moves with him so it's the one sport in the world that the bull can go do his job, and the rider can do his job, and they both can win. Now, of course, the 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 better the bull is, the tougher it is for the the rider to get to to get him rode, and you know their riding percentage is going down because he's that much more challenging. But it can happen, uh, and we've seen it several times. When you talk about uh, you know world title races, uh, when Jose and Wupal were were going uh, head to head, uh, there were several times they met up and. Jose would have the highest rider score and Wupaw would have the highest bull score at the same location. Match, match together as well. I mean, that would be, they would be, one time they were 98 points, uh, you know, with that, that combination. That's, I mean, that is, that is just so cool. That is really awesome. So we'll, we'll pivot back to your riding career. You said you rode in the Bull Riding World Cup. Yep, yep. I did the the Global Cup when it was in Australia, rode in uh, Sydney, Australia. So, uh, for those of us who aren't really familiar with it, you know, how often is the world is the is the is the bull riding World Cup? They 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 do it once a year. They do it once a year. So they do um, uh, United States, Canada, Mexico, Australia, and Brazil are the only five countries that play in it. But uh, each country will will put in their best five riders. And it's kind of a it's kind of a it's kind of a team aspect of uh, you know who's 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 competing against who. But uh, yeah, it, it was su such an honor for your for your country to uh, select you. You know the the, the coach that was selected for um, United States to 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 pick me to ride for the country. Uh, you know, kind of one of my first team concept at events. You know, since since playing baseball in high school. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, a uh, that's pretty big, uh, pretty big deal for me. It's, it's one of the things I'm most, most proud of to put on my resume. How did you get started in bull riding? Oh, shoot. Uh, so my dad rode bull, so it was just, it was easier. Everybody was doing it when I, when I was coming around. So, you know, I started riding, uh, you know, sheep and, and rodeos and calves and steers and worked my way up. And I was just, I was, you know blessed to have a lot of opportunity and then uh you know by the time i was in high school uh i was i was already making a living riding bulls uh, i made more money riding bulls than you know most of my my teachers did in high school uh and i got a full ride scholarship to go to college on a on a rodeo team at uh, southwestern oklahoma state university and uh, even after college i never even fill out a resume i just went straight into uh you know professional rodeo and professional bull riding 
Yeah, you know, that's amazing. I mean, you were earning good money in high school doing something you loved. It it took you to college and it's taken you on to a, to a great career. I mean, that's that is just awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, well sometimes, you know, in eight seconds, you can uh, you get a bigger paycheck than a lot of other stuff. Uh, but it, it's got the other the other hard knock ideas as well. You know, there's a lot of times that uh, yeah, I'd wake up in, in the hospitals, they'd be stitching my face up, uh, you know, and I've had every kind of, I don't, I don't know, I've, I spoke at several schools and I tell them, I said, I bet you can't pick a bone and I have a pro. So, uh, you know, there, there's, there's the hard knocks of, of bull riding as well. You know, some days it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's an easy gig for eight seconds, but, uh, boy, there's, there's a lot of those other things you, you, you have to lay in a hospital bed for a while, uh, too. See, it, it takes more dedication than about anything that I've ever done, uh, you know, to, to be literally, uh, you know, knocked down so many times and to, to be able to get up and shake it off and, and go back again. Uh, so it's, it's, it's probably like, uh. Probably like uh, boxing or something like that. You know somebody's going to hit you, so you kind of got to be able to take it. You know, and I'm sure these days, being kind of on the other side, you you definitely are. Your body's probably happy not to be taking that abuse, but do you, do you miss riding some? Oh, I, I, I miss riding for sure. I, I I love riding. You know, it's the falling off that, uh, you know, just get, they get old. But uh, no, I, I, I never did... Uh, I never did get tired of, of riding bulls. I, I, I always loved it. And it was always, uh, something I just, I craved. Um, you know, and it, it kind of became something when I was 33 years old, I felt like, yeah, my body was, was, you know, slowing down and I wasn't as good. Um, I felt like I needed to either step down, uh, on the level of bulls I was riding, uh, or quit. And that was the time I was like, man, I, 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 I love the top level. I craved it, and I just I wanted to stop there. So um, I was just kind of blessed with uh, a good set of bulls that you know were ready for the top level. That uh, you know I didn't I didn't have to stop going to the PBR events. Uh, I just kind of went from riding them to uh, you know to focusing on training and, and hauling the bucking bulls. Uh, so I was just kind of in the I guess the right spot, at the right time with a bunch of that stuff. You know, you mentioned earlier you, you talked to a lot of schools and talked to a lot of kids. Do you ever have to, you know, imagine there's a lot of kids that, that hear your talks and, and see that and think you have the coolest job in the world and, and want to get into riding. Do you ever have to kind of talk to their parents and be like, okay, it's <laughs> going to be dangerous, but it, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's the, uh, oh man, I, 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 I have to remind people sometimes. So I live in a little town called Lane, Oklahoma. And it's most famous for a, a bull rider by the name of Lane Frost. Uh, if you'd ever seen the movie called Eight Seconds. Well, the story is at the time, uh, he was the reigning world champion bull rider, meaning he was the best bull in the world. Um, and he was killed by a bucking bull, you know, the Cheyenne Frontier days. And, uh, yeah, so the, 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 the they say the bucking bulls, they don't read buckles. They don't care, uh, you know, where you come, what, what you've done. There's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty dangerous sport. So you kind of got to, you kind of got to more than, uh, than love it. It's, you know, probably like signing up for the army or something like that, that, uh, yeah, it's just not something you just, just, I say, yeah, fun, fun and go try out. Uh, you know, it, it, it take it takes some dedication, you know, I guess you could roll the gas dice and just go get on one and see what it feels like. But, uh, if you want to do it for a job, uh, I'd, I'd plan on getting your butt kicked and have to get up again. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I can, I can only imagine. 
So, you know, for, for the event coming up in Duluth, if, if you've got somebody who's never been to a PBR event before, what should they expect? Oh, the, the cool thing about the PBR is so self-explanatory. You're going to see, um, you know, how great the athletes of the Bulls are and what it takes for these riders to be able to match moves for, with them for eight seconds. Um, the cool thing about it is, um, you know, we, we talk about those five different countries that, that compete. You're going to see the best of the best. You're going to get to see the top 35 bull riders uh, from around the world in one spot. And that's what, uh, you know, it, it's it's like the, the, the PBR literally puts a bunch of dynamite uh, together uh, with those bucking bulls and those best riders. And, uh, you know, they'll be, they'll be playing with matches. So, you know, they, they put those exciting components together. And uh, I definitely see the people on the edge of their seat to watch the seat. Um, see what happens because you know so many weeks you know we go to different locations across the country and make history and uh and that's that that's 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 what it takes you know i think right now the number one bull rider um in the world well it, i guess it's just changing pretty pretty quick because last week in new york city jose vitor lemay won uh, and, and I, i'd say he's you know one of the one of the top five bull riders of all time and he continues to make history wherever he goes so you know, to, to get him matched up uh, maybe with the, the world champion, the reigning world champion Bucking Bull in Duluth, uh, you know, we could we, we, we plan to come make history again. Gwinnett County Public Schools is hiring for a director of construction and contracts engineering. Join Team GCPS and oversee one of the largest construction programs in the Southeast. Pay starts at $93,000 a year. Enjoy great benefits such as being in the teacher's retirement system and generous vacation as well as paid time off. This is a 12-month position. Applicants must have a bachelor's degree and 10 years experience in architecture, construction, contract administration, project management, field supervision, or related field. To apply, head over to gcpsjobs.org today. Gwinnett County Public Schools is looking for bus drivers. The Gwinnett County Public Schools transportation team transports over 133,000 students to school every day. GCPS also offers world-class training for drivers. You'll get commercial driver's license training from a team of professionals, all while receiving full pay and benefits. Earn up to $27.03 an hour and make the difference in the lives of students. To apply today, visit gcpsjobs.org drivers. The Gas South Speaker Series, a conversation on crime presented by Northside Hospital will be held at the Gas South Convention Center on February 2nd. Moderated by Courtney Bryant, co-anchor of Fox 5 News, the event will be a Q&A on a local, state, and federal level on reasons and remedies to crime in the community. The panel of guests will include Special Agent in Charge Carrie Farley of the FBI Atlanta office, GBI Director Michael Register, Gwinnett County Police Chief J.D. McClure, Gwinnett County Chief Superior Court Judge George F. Hutchison III, and Gwinnett County Sheriff Kibo Taylor. Tickets are available at GasSouthDistrict.com or by calling 770-626-2464. The Gas South Speaker Series, a conversation on crime presented by Northside Hospital, February 2nd at the Gas South Convention Center. Huddle up, everyone. Hi, I'm 
Peggy Slappy from Peggy Slappy Properties. Just like every good quarterback needs an offensive line, every home buyer and every home seller needs a good professional realtor on their side to keep them from getting sacked. Our trusted team of PSP Realtors has been helping Gwinnesians buy and sell homes for over 40 years, and we'd love to help you call the winning play. Come by our office today or see us online at PSPOnline.com. A winning team for 40 years and counting. Thanks again for listening to today's Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa Flash Briefing or Google Home Briefing, and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group, Darren Sutherland, Executive Director, Jacob Sutherland, Director, Matt Golden, News Director, Chen Ray Zhang, Director-Producer, and Jason Gentarola, Audio Producer, All Rights Reserved.